Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode of When I Grow Up. On today's episode, I am interviewing a graphic designer, and his name is Edward Sun. Hey Edward, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for being here. No problem. Um, so Edward, it is my honor. No, no, sir. It is my honor <laughs> to have you here on this uh, show today. The show, this podcast, whatever. <laughs> the show. The podcast um, show. But uh, Edward and I know each other from church. We go to church together, and um, I am one of Edward's biggest fans. I think Edward oh. is extremely talented in what he does um, as a graphic artist and a graphic designer. And um, I also know that his journey to where he's gotten today hasn't been the the clearest or the smoothest. Yes. Am I right in saying yes, that? You're completely correct. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I'm I'm really interested for um, everybody to hear and just even me, I don't think I, even I know the full picture and know the full story of how you got where you are today. So I'm excited to hear all of it. Um, so Edward, is that your is that your title? Should I do I call you a graphic designer? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think graphic designer is the closest possible you could possibly get to what I do. Um, because, yeah, I, I don't even specialize in one area of graphic design. So mm-hmm. you can call me like a web designer or a brand designer. Mm-hmm. Um, just a graphic designer would be perfect. Um, so do you work for a company? Yeah, I work for, I work for an agency called Brain Trust Creative uh-huh. in Buford, Georgia. Um, and, and, uh, brain trusts, we actually do more than just graphic design, but I'm the only graphic designer at the company and I handle all the design projects. Um, so I do work for clients on behalf of brain trust creative. That's what I do. Oh, no kidding. I didn't realize you were the only graphic designer there. Yeah, actually, the company only has four people. Okay. <laughs> including the owner. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so we have, a, we have the owner who does uh-huh. a lot of the motion and live production and installations oh. that we do. And then we have a video, uh, VP of video in motion who also does, you know, motion but also video. And then we have a project manager who makes sure we do everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm the graphic designer. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so what kind of clients would hire you? Like, like, do you offer like packages or something or yeah. what is, what is included in hiring brain trust creative? Yeah. So we do offer some packages. A lot of them are with easily repeatable projects. So stuff like live events mm-hmm. um, where you would need like a certain like graphics package, you know, how there are corporate events. Right. Um, like for example, one of the, events that we do a lot of work for is a fortune 500 company in Atlanta that I can't say the name of, but they're an airline. Um, (laughs) and they do a lot of internal conferences. Um, and you know, at the conference, you have the host coming out, you have uh, announcements for, look, here's your CEO. And then this is his name. And then as he's walking out, there's like cameras on him and then there's like transitions and there's animated names and looks for when people are talking backgrounds, you know, like all of that stuff has to be produced and designed and animated. Um, so we do a lot of that stuff. Um, we also have to actually run the events. So there's media servers that are required. So, um, we, we get, 
uh, clients that are corporate clients that do that stuff. We have small organizations that host events like that. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of it centers around live experiences. I do the biggest design client that we have is Perimeter Church in Johns Mm -hmm. Creek. Um, So I do a lot of their sermon series. We do Christmas and Easter campaigns, which are huge. They include installations and advertisements and books and everything. Um, So that's kind of the breadth of what we do. We also have like expos and, Mm -hmm. you know, so on. So um, really, we could work with any type of company. (laughs) Man, so like as I'm listening to you tell me all these things, it's actually, it's not just you, but a lot of my guests, I always think the same thing. I guess someone needs to do that. Like, I don't even <laughs> think about it, right? I mean, I should, though, because I have a little bit of background in media. And actually, Edward, I think, um, not to say that my other guests are not creatives themselves, but I think you are the first person I'm interviewing that works in, like, kind of the creative fine arts yeah, industry. Yeah. Um but yes, I, I know that those graphics that you guys do are so important because people don't even think about it. But but without them, you know, people don't pay attention. Yeah, they, they really make the difference between what feels like a corporate or professional event and what doesn't. Like if you went to the NFL draft, which is something that we help produce, if you go to the NFL draft and it's just like a PowerPoint, you're going to be like, this is Sucks. not – the end of the draft. <laughs> I'm not excited for these drafts. I'm right. not excited for these teams. I'm not ex- excited for this season, you know? Um, so it definitely makes a huge difference. And I, I think the clients, the big clients that we get, they understand that. That's, that's why they're so big. Yes. They're coming to us for yes. you know, putting big budgets behind the, the work that we do because they understand that it makes a huge difference. I mean, don't you love that? That's what you do for a living? <laughs> No, I mean, yes, I love this job. It's. I it's- mean, think about it. Like you are making stories come to life without even people realizing you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Wow. See, I'm all excited. Maybe I should be a graphic <laughs> artist. Maybe you should. No, what I shouldn't. <laughs> it. It's just the same as other creative work, I really think. I, I think that the thing is, the thing that's appealing about creative work and rewarding is that people have a vision, but they can't realize it. Yes. And you give them the ability to realize yes, it. Yes. I love that. Yeah. That's, oh, yes. I love everything you just said right now. Um, so, Edward, what is a day-to-day look like for you? Like a typical day? Um, yeah, what does that look like? Can you tell me? Yeah. Uh, so a typical, so it's difficult to say because I don't really have a job where you do the same thing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so depending on the project, it could look different. Um, but before the quarantine, uh, I would wake up and go to the office around 9am. Mm-hmm. I would get there around nine and then I spend, so my company brain trust, they really invest heavily into my growth as a designer. So the first 90 minutes of my day are actually spent learning. Um, So I'm actually taking a course or reading a book or watching a tutorial or whatever. Um, And then I am spending the second half of the 90-minute chunk of time for my learning actually Mm -hmm. applying that to something. Just creating something. It doesn't have to be for an actual project. Just creating something, applying those principles. Um, So I'm doing that. 
and then for the rest of the day I'm working on whatever client or company projects there are. Um, so it would be maybe designing a logo or it would be making revisions on a book that we sent them the proof of, the first proof of, and they gave us changes and then, you know, I have to go and make those changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would probably be doing that or I would be recording a video because we started our YouTube channel as a company. So I also help make those videos. Um, and sometimes maybe it's sketching. So it's, uh, it's really any of range, any range of those things for a client project, um, that I work on depending on where we are in the process on that project. It's different per day, but the only other, uh, very different, uh, regular day that we get Mm -hmm. is, um, sometimes when we have an installation, everyone will meet offsite at the place that the installation is happening. And then and we'll what, help. Sorry, what is an installation? So, so an installation is like, um, so like, you know, when you go to a museum and then you see like the information presented like off the wall and there's like glass panels, there's like, oh, sure, yeah, yeah, stuff uh-huh. like that. So, like, we design stuff like that, for example, for Perimeter Church, for, um, for Easter, we, we originally had planned to have a lot of banners and everything because the whole design was based on banners, but they're like 3D and we have to hang them. And they're like 50 feet, you know? And mm-hmm. so um, we would go there and then we would apply either like a vinyl to the wall or like hang curtains or we would put up screens or whatever. Like um, depending on whatever we design, it's different every time. But yes. that's another thing. We would, we would be on site for all day, basically. Usually, oh my you know? gosh. Sorry. I just had a epiphany (laughs) yes like you know i know a lot of mega churches in atlanta you know they have these what you call installations and they change all the time yes so like church people aren't doing it like they're hiring people to do it uh so i think it just depends so like you wouldn't have uh so a lot of times perimeter churches staff does help us Mm -hmm. with parts of the installation Uh uh-huh um, but there's also other parts of the installation that, you know, we specifically knew that we were going to be installing it. So we set up the we set up the materials in a way that we understand would be most efficient to install. I see. Um, and so it would actually be better f- if we did it uh-huh, anyway. Uh-huh. But a lot uh-huh. of times if we need other help like wiring or we need to check with the facilities to see if like the type of adhesive is okay for the paint on the wall, you know, stuff like that, we would need to work with the church staff on that. Um, so it really depends on the project. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know why I never thought they would contract out of house. But Yeah, well, I mean, the the my boss, the guy who owns the whole company, he uh-huh. attends Perimeter Church. Oh, okay, okay. So he okay. also has a lot of connections. Connections, okay. Yeah. It's not but like no, but I but I wouldn't be surprised, church. you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, if other churches were doing that. But um, just, you know, myself being in ministry, you know this. It's just I'm thinking about those things all the time. But yeah. anyways, so you were saying your team will meet at an installation off-site sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that would be part of your day as well. Is that where you're going? Yeah, so that's the alternate regular day. I see. <laughs> yeah, it. but definitely I'm in the office like 95% of the time sitting at my computer or my desk, you know just working and I get a lunch break and then I work until five or six and then I go home. (laughs) I mean, I just feel like that is so fascinating that your boss finds it so important to include those first 90 minutes 
um, of your day into the workplace. And like he expects that for you to do that. But it makes sense, too, because if you're doing that, you're better at your job. Mm -hmm. And as a whole, the company is better, too. Yeah. And, And it's also unique for me because I didn't study graphic design. So I actually have no formal training in the field that I'm working in. Um, so it's, it's also an amazing, it's a win-win because I get paid to learn, to get the foundation that I would have had to pay for, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the company gets a more valuable person, you know, mm-hmm. um, but also it's, I think it says a lot about my boss because he, you know, what he said to me was, uh, I want to know what your personal goals are for the year. And I told him I want to become a better designer. Mm-hmm. And then he said, if you want to be a better designer this year, um, we can't just say this is our goal and not allocate any company resources towards the goal. Because if we don't allocate resources like time and money towards it, we can't expect to achieve the goal, you know. Um, and so tell me how much time you need mm-hmm. and tell me if you need any materials and we'll pay, the, we'll pay for them, you know. Um, and so that has been hugely valuable for me. And I think for the company as well. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, He sounds like an outstanding boss. He is. <laughs> He's an amazing boss. Um, so like you mentioned, you didn't study graphic design. Yes. So what did you study? Yeah, in, uh, so in college, I started with an MIS major. Um, what which, is that? Which is Management Information Systems. Um, oh, and it's kind of like the bridge between the business world and the IT world. Yes, I've heard of it actually. Which is, I yeah. don't know why I've heard of that, but I have. Yeah, so Maybe because of you. I don't know. <laughs> hey, well, there's a lot of people. Um, there's a lot of people at our. There's another guy at our church, Hyoj. Okay, okay. He else does it? Yes. Um, but anyway, so I uh, I took the first data management course where you're learning a programming language, um, mm. and I hated it. Um, and so I was like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Okay. And so I switched majors to double major in marketing and advertising. Oh. Um, because I was really fascinated in the just creativity, because there's a lot of creative creativity that went into marketing campaigns. Um, and I also studied music business um, because I loved music, <laughs> and I wanted to. That was my dream, really, to work in the music business. Um, that is what I did. So. The only thing that kind of overlaps is advertising because one track you can go in advertising is graphic design. Uh-huh. If someone has to design the ads. Sure. Um, but I did not go that route either. So So why did you switch to marketing and advertising though? Um, so I actually, at the time I was kind of like at a crisis. I didn't know what to do with my life mm. um, as many college students. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I met somebody who was working at a, at a record label in Atlanta mm-hmm. and he was telling me about the marketing campaigns that he was writing and he was telling me about how it was really storytelling. You want to really form a narrative around the product that you're trying to sell and because it was hip hop, something that I loved, mm-hmm. it was just something that was so fascinating to me. Um, and so, you know, I called him and talked to the advice, like advising people. I talked to the head of departments. I called people that are working in the field and I asked them about like, what their life is like and I decided this is something that I would possibly enjoy doing nice and I decided to switch okay um but okay well I'll I'll ask you that in a second but I do want to talk about what you said about wanting to go into music and if I could just um tell our listeners 
If you're from the Atlanta area, you're probably familiar with Edward just a little bit. He's also known as Captivated, um, who I actually recently became a big fan of, um, if I'm honest, Edward. Only because I didn't really listen to your music right away when we first met. But my goodness, the last album... Um, for me, I realized, Edward, you were extremely gifted in like writing and uh, a storytelling. And um, he's a rapper, if that wasn't clear. But, <laughs> um, and uh, my son and I, we just love the That's God. Oh, uh, yes. Song. That is also my favorite song by me. Yeah, he <laughs> is like all about that song. Um, but I'm all about that song, too, because you can just hear the truth that comes through it and what you what kind of year you had the year that you wrote it and um anyways i just feel like it takes a really uh gifted and talented person to be able to get those lyrics across in a way that um brings emotion well thank you you know and um so why didn't you go that route after college? Yeah. Uh, so I tried. Uh-huh. Um, so basically, when I was a junior in college, I had the amazing opportunity, or a sophomore, oh no, it was a junior, um, I had the amazing opportunity to open for this group called AMP, mm-hmm. uh, which consists of Sam Ock, CL, uh, Uzuhan, and... Uh, I was like a huge fan of them, right? Mm-hmm. And I was, I was, you know, it was going to be at KCPC, it was going to be in our area. So I opened for them and then I met them and then they invited me to come up to their tour in Maryland. And so I went up, I flew up and I met all of them and then I talked to them about like my interest in marketing. Afterwards, they invited me like, we want you to be part of the team. So I started as an intern and then I slowly became marketing director and then I became like a, the COO of the label. Oh, wow. Um, I was really like doing a lot of work, but you know, in the music industry, you don't get paid much. Sure. uh, Until you like make it, make Make it, it, make it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So it was really difficult. It was, I really worked my butt off my last two years of, or yeah, two years of college. And once I graduated, like I got a full-time job, but then I quit after two months. I don't know if we want to talk about that as well, but, um, after those two months I quit, I was like, I'm going to pour everything into this, this label, you know? Um, and I, and I was doing that, but, um, you know, I kept having emergencies come up. Uh, so like my car broke down repeatedly and I would need to spend thousands of dollars on fixing it, but I'm a recent college grad. I don't have much savings. I'm living on my own in Midtown in Atlanta. There's high rent, all this stuff. Um, and so it got to the point where I was like, I've been doing this for so many years. There's no payoff. I am uh, really like I'm in a relationship and my girlfriend's parents are like, this guy cannot keep a job. He can't provide for my <laughs> daughter, all these things, you know. Um, and so I think that all of those factors combined and me realizing like I really need to find a way to pay the bills at the very least, mm-hmm. you know, um, that made me open to any option. Right. And so I had always been interested in design, but I had never had the ability to go into design because I felt like I don't have the education. I don't have the skills I need to actually get a job. Right. Um, so I would, 
you know, try to pick some of the tools up on my own, but it wasn't, I was nowhere near like really proficient, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then my friend just told me, um, Hey, you need a job, right? I have, I know somebody who's looking for a designer. You should apply. And I was like, okay, I'll just apply. And I didn't even look at the job posting. I just, he was like, email this email. Right. And then I did it. And then they were like, cool, we want to give you an assignment. They gave me an assignment. I did it. And then I got the job. Well, I got an interview and then I got the job. Um, so it was really a miracle, <laughs> I think. Um, I looked back at the job posting and I was completely unqualified. For it. <laughs> um, and they, I mean, even when they hired me, my boss told me, I'm not hiring you because of your education or your amazing existing skill set. Mm-hmm. I'm hiring you because you've shown us an amazing desire to learn mm. and a uh, really hard, a, a really good work ethic. Yeah. Um, and he said, I'm confident you'll grow here, which I have. And that's how I accidentally stumbled into this job I love. <laughs> that's incredible, Edward. So if I could go back in your story just a little bit, mm-hmm. um, can I ask how you even got that opportunity to open for AMP in the first place? Yeah, um, that's actually kind of crazy too. So um, I remember uh, when they came, when they uh, when they were booked for the show, uh-huh. they posted and they said, hey, uh, we're doing a show in Atlanta. If there's any artists in Atlanta that want to open for us, email us, right? Uh-huh. And then I emailed and then they said, hey, actually, because we are an hip- a hip hop act, uh, the venue actually doesn't want uh, uh, two hip hop acts back to back. So I'm sorry, we can't open for you, but we, we said we wanted you, you know, because they knew me because I was like a really big supporter, like a really big fan of their music. And I see. I okay. Okay. Open, you know? Um, and then they actually, the band backed out 10 days before the show. And then they said, we want Edward captivated. And then KCPC reached out to me and said, Hey, they asked for you specifically. Do you want to open? And then I was like, Yes. So in 10 days, I made the set and then I got all the merch printed and then I did the, Holy <laughs> did the show. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. But That's it was like, crazy. I was like, this is like the highlight of my life at that time. <laughs> yeah. That's so exciting, though. Yeah, it, um, was, it was the best. And it was on my birthday. Oh, so really? It was, yeah. like, it was like the best birthday gift. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Yeah. Okay, so then, you know, you realize that you couldn't pay the bills in doing what you were doing for them at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm curious, like, did you kind of feel like you were copping out at all? Yeah, I, I did feel I, it was, it was a hard decision for me to make, Mm -hmm. you know, it really, because it was something that I really believed in and I was so confident that I could make this work if I just had the time. Mm. Um, But I just, it just got to the point where I felt like I was being unloving to my girlfriend that mm-hmm. I was, I was telling her, I'm really serious about this relationship. I really want to get married, all this stuff, but I'm doing nothing to secure that, you know, for us. Um, and also I felt like it just, it was just out of necessity. Like I, I, I didn't really have a choice, mm-hmm. you know, either I don't have a car and I don't live on my own and I don't pay my own bills and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, or I get a job, (laughs) you know, a job that pays. Um, and, and I just, yeah, I I felt like this was an opportunity that I also 
thought I could never have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought this was the time for me to really consider it. And then I decided. I see. Yeah. Well, spoiler alert, that girlfriend is your wife now. <laughs> yes. She's my wife. <laughs> so yeah. it all worked out. Yes. But okay. So you said that you worked somewhere for two months and then you quit. Yes. Post-college. Um, what was that about? If you don't mind touching on that a little bit. Yeah. No, that was a big wake-up call. So I was super ready to get out of school. Uh, I know a lot of people don't want to get out of college, but I was so ready to be mm. done with college. Um, and when I got to this job, it was at an insurance company. They provided specialty insurance to companies. Um, and so I worked there as kind of like a I think my title was business communication specialist and that was like a catch-all phrase for everything that was a little bit creative. Okay. (laughs) Um, I would be the only one that was doing that stuff in the Mm -hmm. whole company. Mm -hmm. And it was like a company of 400 people. It wasn't huge, but it wasn't small. Um, And so I did like, I made PowerPoint templates for the insurance underwriters to use. Mm -hmm. I made like, they invite all of their uh, clients and underwriters to like a golf trip and I made like the, I designed the program for nice, that. Nice. You know? Okay. Um, so stuff like that, but I really hated insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't care about the things I was designing. I didn't care about, um, yeah, I just didn't believe in what I was doing. And I know this is a really millennial thing to say, but I really wanted to have like purpose in what I'm doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and also I, everybody that I was working with was at least 20 years older than me. Um, and I felt like I couldn't even have a social life there. Um, I felt like, you know, I wanted to get better at the industry standard tools like Photoshop and Illustrator, but they forced me to use, uh, PowerPoint for everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and that felt suffocating as well. Like I couldn't grow there. Um, and I was once again, uh, treated as the expert, uh, in design when all I wanted to do was to learn like from somebody who was, you know? And so whenever you're placed in that position, you have to scramble to figure things out. It's going to take much longer for you to do things right. And, you know, at a company that doesn't have many creatives working there, they don't really understand the process either. So there's not much patience. There's not much, it's not uh, uh, an environment where I could thrive creatively. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I decided, I just really dreaded my job. I was having Sunday nights. I really dreaded my life. And then Friday, I was super excited, <laughs> and I didn't want to live that way. Yeah. Um, so one day I went into work. I wasn't even planning to quit, and then I was like, I am going to quit today. <laughs> what what so, happened? Was there something that happened? No, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so what, the thing that really, I guess, made me feel like I should, I should do it that day was um, – my boss was about to train me how to do something every, that happens every year in September. Okay. Um, and I really didn't want to go through the trouble of learning that, you know, and I was like, listen, right. I'm just not, I'm not going to stay here. So you don't have to teach me. Uh, um, and that's, yeah, that's what happened. Oh my goodness. Okay. So you quit. Then what? Yeah. So then I was like, okay, I put in my two weeks notice. Um, and now I need to find a job. Uh-huh. So, I was trying to find a job that was a part-time job that could pay my bills while I focus on the building the record label, right? Okay, so you uh, were still like, 
I'm going to do music. This yes. is what I love. Right. This is what I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Uh-huh. I was I was on the side, like using some design skills to get some extra income, you know. Um, and so I was, uh, yeah. So I decided I need to work, look for a job. So I started applying for jobs like crazy. I think I applied for eighty or something, <clears throat> uh, and they were all part time, and they had to pay well, and they had to you know, be marketing jobs or else they wouldn't be specialized enough for me to pay my bills. Um, and so I found a company, uh, that was actually being run by two Georgia tech students. Um, and they were looking for a part-time marketer. And so I was hired by them within, within 10 days. Um, and then I started working for them. That's what happened. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, I did that, and then that lasted for maybe four months, and then they told me it was an experimental position, and we don't really need the position at the company. So then, (laughs) after this, it was a crazy, it was a crazy time. Okay, Um, and then after that, I was like, okay, um, we ended on good terms. You know, I understand. You know, I didn't want to burn any bridges, and then I went on to the next part-time job, which was, I think it was. Uh, being an assistant to a business coach. So I designed a lot of her presentations and stuff, but I was also booking like office hours for her. I was uh, like helping her set itineraries for trips where she goes to speak and stuff. Um, it was a lot of that kind of stuff <laughs> part-time. Was that difficult for you? Cause me, I don't, um, it would definitely be a skill that I would need to like hone. I'm not like really good at like, googling things and itineraries but was that something that was um it was a challenge okay i just was curious i (laughs) i think it was a challenge mostly because i didn't it wasn't i wasn't passionate about it you know sure so i couldn't bring myself to be as diligent as i should have been um and i just didn't enjoy the work so it was i i think but i i did work there until i got the offer at the current company uh, that I'm working at. Um, so from what I'm hearing, it is important for you in particular, I feel like, I mean, not just you in particular, but what you're saying is a lot of the stuff that you were doing, it was important for you to have um, yeah, the passion and the heart in mm. doing it. Otherwise, it seemed kind of pointless. Yeah, I, I just felt like I had to enjoy it. If, yeah. If, if I was spending, if I'm going to spend most of my life doing this, then I want to at least have happiness when mm-hmm. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't feel like I had that for most of the the jobs that I had until this one. I mean, I will say, Edward, though, like you, you know, you were putting in the work before you got to where you are today, and um, I just feel like your story is a story of it is possible. You know, it is possible to love what you do and find a way to, yeah, just really, like, be passionate about the work that you're doing. And I think sometimes, um, no, a lot of times it's really hard to do that. Yeah. No, I I completely agree with you. I, I think, so my theory is that, you can find success and joy in any field 
I think you can. Mm -hmm. It's just there are some fields where it's a lot harder to do that than other fields. As in, mm -hmm. maybe it's not more uh, difficult, but it's, it requires a lot more work, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I think mu the music industry required so much more work than I thought, than I was willing. Um, so I, I, didn't, I couldn't do it there, but I think it is possible. Mm -hmm. um, and I think design is also a very difficult field to do that in. Um, but I, not nearly as difficult as something as saturated as music or mm -hmm. photography, mm -hmm. something like that. Um, so I, I feel like for me, I did do everything that I possibly could to get to where I am today. Mm -hmm. um, I, the other day I was talking to somebody and, you know, she was saying she knows another graphic designer and, and that graphic designer is much older. And they were saying, don't go into graphic design. You're not going to, you're going to struggle to live. And then you're going to work on these projects you don't even care about. It's not going to be fun, all this stuff. And then I was just saying, listen, it is possible. Like, mm -hmm. like what you were saying, it is possible. It's just requires, I think, more work as a designer, mm -hmm. uh, but I think you can do it. Yeah. And when you do do it, I think all of the work that you put in is totally worth it. I mean, yes. I wouldn't trade what I have for anything. <laughs> I mean, I will say though, Edward, that's everything you said. I completely agree with, but you are really talented. Like, I just feel like, you know, you have the eye for it, you know, because you said you didn't study this, right? You didn't study graphic design or graphic art mm -hmm. and you weren't um, versed in like, you know, Photoshop and things like that in the beginning. And now you are, um, you know, I do feel like that has helped you, right? Get in the door and um, get you these opportunities. Because for me, every time you produce something, I'm really like, oh, wow. That's really creative. Like, but um, how do you get better? Like, I mean, you said, you know, your your boss gives you that 90 minutes to learn and, and grow as a graphic artist and graphic designer. But um, you personally, I, I mean, I follow you on a lot of your Instagram handles. And I've noticed that you are producing things every single day. Yeah. So could you speak on that a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. Um well, I well, so first of all, I, I do want to say that maybe there is some talent there. There but is, Edward. <laughs> I, 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 I firmly believe in the saying, um, uh, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And Oh, yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, the whole, my whole life, I believed I didn't have talent. Um, and I believed I didn't even have the eye, you know. Even when I first started working at the company I work at now, like my boss would make something. I'd be like, that doesn't, I don't really like how that looks. But then he would show the client and the client would be like, this is amazing, amazing job. Like this is, and I was like, I don't have the eye, I guess, you know? And so I actually put effort into training my eye to see good design, you know? How do you do that? Um, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> then I guess we could talk about the actual question. So yes, yes. Um, learning, I think le learning to get better and, and improving every day for me is super important. Um, so one the biggest thing is probably my, my day job. Like the fact that I'm always in the programs every day, I'm always uh, using them for a different purpose. Uh, like every project is completely different. So I know how to do a really vast variety of things to, uh, in those programs because I'm constantly being forced to, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and not only that, but the fact that I'm working on not just like my own passion projects that I really like doing for fun, but like projects for real clients that are going to go out into the real world. Mm -hmm. um, 
if I run into a frustration in my own designs, um, I can just say, okay, I'm going to start over and throw out all of the constraints and start with new constraints and go in a new direction. But with a real client, I can't just start over and be like, I don't care about your requirements anymore. I'm going to make my own, you know? Right. Um, and so it puts me in a really difficult situation um, where I have to push through. And sometimes I'll even go to my boss and be like, hey, like, I don't really know about the feedback that they gave. Should we push back? And he's like, this is actually really clear feedback, you know, like, <laughs> do this. And then, and then I have to go back and be like, okay, I have no escape. I must push through this and find a creative solution. Mm. Right. That, that really pushes me to the point of discomfort um, to the point where I can grow. Uh, because I think that's super important. You have to go beyond what you're comfortable with, right. Mm-hmm. In order to grow, I think in all areas of life, not just design. Um, and then that's another thing. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, the 90 minutes every day, that's really huge for me as well. I'm learning something new every day, even if it's not required for a project. Um, making something every day outside of work, like for myself, like I post a daily design on Instagram, um, and I try to do something new every time with that because uh, forcing yourself to publish something that you create every day forces you to bring it to the point of completion, like push through sure. to... yeah. Like sometimes you'll reach a point creatively where you're like, I don't know where else I can take this. So then I just close it. That's what I do with my songs. (laughs) But with design, like if you're going to publish it and you gave yourself a deadline, then you have to continue figuring out how to make it work. Right. Sure. Yeah. Uh, And then when you put it out, you can't just continuously tweak it forever anymore. Um, So I think that's super important, putting it out there consistently Mm -hmm. every day. Um, That has helped me grow tremendously. Um, and then also, I just consume design. Uh, somebody once told me, to create great art, you must consume great art. Mm. Um, and so I have a separate Instagram just for design where I just follow designers um, that inspire me. Not just designers, but other types of creatives as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm constantly trying to find new creatives to follow that inspire me that do different types of uh, styles. Mm. Um, so that is a really big thing as well for me to have a really uh, wide frame of reference mm-hmm. um, for me to create up with new concepts. Uh, I think that's huge. And yeah, I think also I, I, I'm just saturating my life with design. So I follow designers. I listen to design podcasts. I watch design YouTubes. Uh, in my free time, I just watch tutorials to see how people do things, not even to follow them. I just want to see how they accomplish this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know. I just am passionate about it. So I'm always thinking about how to get better. Um, I follow the designers that I follow. I If I see them do something that I don't know how to do, I ask them how to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's another problem that a lot of people don't, don't uh, do is... Uh, if you want to learn something and there's only one person you know that can do it, you should ask that person how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, not be mm-hmm. if they say no, then just <laughs> learn something else. <laughs> you right. know? Um, so yeah, like that kind of stuff, and also keeping my eye out for what are skills outside of design that would help me as as a designer that I could learn. Mm-hmm. Right. So like coding, for example, could be really helpful for web design. Um, or, or animation could be really helpful for certain types of projects where you want right. to give more value to the client or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, those are some of the things that I do. And does that answer your question? That absolutely answers my questions. Um, I just, 
that in itself takes a lot of um, motivation and discipline. But it sounds like you are able to do that because you truly do love and, and enjoy it. Am I right yeah. in saying that? Yeah, and it definitely helps that I have a supportive community. Mm. Um, I think having a community of people that uh, do the same thing and appreciate what you're doing is super important. I think if it, I mean, I think if you ask anybody who has had a dream that they've never pursued, uh, a lot of times there's a, I told someone this dream and then that person shut it down, right? And I lost all confidence in that, right? Um, and so for me. Um, when I started putting out designs, when I started making designs, I started hearing from people that I really respected that I was gifted at this, right? Mm -hmm. That was a lot of the positive affirmation that motivated me to continue. Yeah. Um, and even today when I post on Instagram, it's the same kind of feedback that helps me to continue doing it, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and then seeing like, after you've been doing it for a while, seeing that you like where you are compared to where you were is also super encouraging. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, I think those are some of the things, some days it is really difficult and then, you know, you want to give yourself a break. But I think that my secret to being productive uh, for a long period of time is to work six days and rest one. <laughs> <laughs> that is the, I think a lot of people work seven, like nonstop for a long time and then burn out and then they have to take long rests. That's really so, good advice. Yeah. It's awesome. So you have um, told me a little bit about, you know, some of the challenges that you faced in in coming up to where you are today. But I was wondering, were there any other obstacles or realizations that you had? Um, just even being a graphic designer or just anything in this journey that you've realized? Yeah, I, I think the biggest obstacle for me when I started working at this job uh, was I felt imposter syndrome, uh, where basically I feel like I don't belong where I am. I feel like I'm so underqualified. I feel like I'm pretending to be actually good at this job, like able to do this. Um, and I think I struggled with that for a really long time. I think I still struggle with that a little bit today mm. uh, because I didn't have the training. You know, I didn't go to school or get the degree. I just feel, uh, I, I think I felt like I shouldn't be here. Um, and because of that, I didn't contribute any meaningful ideas. Um, I felt like my voice was not welcome. Uh, but that's not good when you're working for a company that expects to hear your voice. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, things like that, I think I realized a lot, uh, of like, I, I don't know, I guess that also drove me to improve continuously mm -hmm. um so i think that was a really big obstacle mm -hmm. and i think a lot of creatives experience that but i think mm -hmm. you just have to push through yeah um and i think that if you just put in the effort you can get out of that it's not um something that you're doomed to uh make true you know yeah um i think that was a big thing and then i think another thing was when i was trying to do freelance work mm -hmm. um i just couldn't like, I couldn't discipline myself to work mm -hmm. uh, on a regular schedule. Like, my, the hours that I, because I had the flexibility to do chores whenever I wanted or get groceries whenever I wanted or, like, decide to do something later, I always did. Mm -hmm. um, and because of that, I, I actually was not 
capable of doing as much as I am now. Interesting. Um, okay. Because of the constraints of nine to five and my boss being present and me having a project manager checking up on me, all of those things, um, those things have actually brought out the potential and the, the work ethic, actually, I think that I am capable of, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that's another thing. I think the next generation um, is told a lot that you can pursue your dreams and you can make yourself, you can make your own success or career or whatever. I think that's true, but sometimes some people can't do that, you know, and it's okay if you're not an in, innate entrepreneur, you know, and it's okay if you're not, you don't have that drive. Uh, that's why you have project managers, mm-hmm. you know, because most people are actually not going to do what they need to do. Um, in, in the time that they need to do it unless yes. um, unless they're held accountable, you know? Yes. Um, so I think that was also a really huge thing to learn about myself mm-hmm. um, because I kind of took pride in the fact that I was like, oh, I'm a musician. I'm selling my own merch. I'm like selling my own music. I'm like an entrepreneur, you know? Or like I'm a designer and I'm like going to build my own agency or whatever, but um, I just had to face the music when I had no money. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, so that was that was also a huge lesson. Yeah, I mean, adulting post college is really a difficult time. I feel like for a lot of people, um, including myself, but at the same time, um, it's a season that's important. I think yeah. to who you are and um, and to get where you need to be for God's purpose. Honestly. Um, so do you feel like you're going to produce more music anytime soon? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, right now I have no desire to make music. Um, Cause you I, love what you do so much. Yeah. Ex- I, I really do feel like design is a greater passion than music for me. Um, how wonderful. <laughs> I just like. Edward, I'm excited because I knew you liked it, but I think just to hear you talk about it in the way that you do, um, it's just really gratifying, you know, to know that um, somebody I know is making it work Mm. and not just making it work, but thriving. Yeah. It's really exciting. But anyways, continue. Yes, you you feel like this is more who you're going to be, you think? Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't. I still have ideas mm-hmm. and sometimes I will write them down mm-hmm. like with music where I'll record it uh, on my phone, but I haven't sat down to like build out one of those ideas or work on a song in like a year. I feel like, wow, uh, like a long time. It's been, it's been a while and mm-hmm. I don't, I was invited to perform and I said, yes, that was like right before quarantine happened. And oh. I, it was not a great experience. I didn't like really enjoy it anymore. <laughs> really Um, yeah yeah i mean and and it's also just i don't know the to become a musician Mm -hmm. it's very difficult because you have to become the brand yourself Mm -hmm. um and you have to you know work really strange hours that's how you network and you have to um not make money and (laughs) all, all, all of those things and i i just feel like as a as a designer, I feel like there's so much more possibility, and there's so much for me more for me to learn, and um, I just enjoy the final product of a design much more than I enjoy the final product of a song. Mm. Um, I think like I get immense joy when I see the final product 
of a project that I've worked on that looks sure. great. Yeah. Um, but when I make a great song, I feel satisfied, but I don't feel as thrilled, you know? Mm. Um, so I think that's also a really huge factor. Like I, if I'm going to spend a lot of time on something, I want it to be rewarding. So yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. my design. Um, you know, do you think if you could do it all over again, knowing that you are going to end up where you are today, do you think you would have studied graphic design or do you think it wouldn't have mattered? Yeah, you know, I think I absolutely would have studied graphic design. I would have went into the, I would have majored in it. And the reason is because you can tell the difference between a self-taught designer and somebody who has went to school for it. Really? Um, yeah, it's it's very apparent unless the self-taught designer has gone through the effort of learning the foundations. But most of the time they don't. Uh, most of the most of the time it's like, I want to do this cool thing in Photoshop. I want to learn how to do it. And then I just keep playing around and then I, you know, learn that way. Um, but I, I really, I really do see the difference between somebody who uh, knows the fundamentals really well and somebody who doesn't. And when you say fundamentals, what does that entail? Like, are you talking about yeah. the programs itself or something else? I don't know about. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely programs are definitely important, um, but you don't need a degree to learn the programs. Mm -hmm. um, I think the really important things are like typography, oh. um, how to create letter forms like that look good, and all the different styles like composition. What do makes they teach all of that? They do. They, they, I mean, every design program has a typography one and two at least. Um, and they have, they, they really do teach layout and composition, wow. they teach the process, they, they teach you history of art. Um, they, there's really, um, I really hear a lot from a lot of art directors and agencies that um, it is actually valuable to go to design school. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think it is possible for you to learn everything you learn in design school outside of, of design school. Right. Um, it's just that you have to put in the effort. I mean, who's going to sure. read a textbook about typography unless you're in school for it? Right. Yes. Um, I, I mean, I have some on my bookshelf because I'm, I have the time carved out specifically for it. You know, like if I didn't have that, if I wasn't, if I didn't have that space created by my company to do that, I don't think I would. You know, um, so I, I really feel like if I could spend four years learning these things, only learning these these things and only working on projects that are for these things and talking to professors who know design well and giving me meaningful feedback and all that stuff. Like if I had that for four years, I would be four years ahead of where I am, you know, mm -hmm. um, and I think that would be amazing at my age. I think I would be an incredible designer, you know. Um, but the fact that, uh, I, I was late to it and I didn't even find out about it until college. I didn't even know graphic design was a field mm -hmm. until college, um, which is why this podcast is amazing, by the way. Um, I, I just feel like, um, if I knew about this field earlier and I knew that I was going to love it, then I would have absolutely studied it, mm. um, and gone through the hard work of, uh, school. Um, yeah. So I could have that foundation. That's um, really fascinating to hear because I feel like that I, I don't know why I anticipated you say, not saying that because, you know, I feel like a lot of the creatives that I run into and know are actually self-taught. Yeah. Um, but 
it's really good to know that a background in education in graphic design is actually helpful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I mean, so there is a there is an organization that is trying to get rid of the need for design education. Um, as in, they're, they're trying to they're trying to make it much more affordable and much more accessible to everyone in the whole world oh. to get an amazing design education without going to a university. Oh wait, uh, what is it? What is it called? It's called the future without the e. Okay, this is not what I was thinking of, but okay, uh huh. <laughs> but yeah, so th- they're doing that, and and I, I do think there are resources out there, and I think the portfolio is more important than the degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of the job postings for designers will say bachelor's in design or related field. Um, and they will also require your portfolio. And if you look at a portfolio of a, of a <coughs> excuse me, if you look at the portfolio of a design school student versus the portfolio of somebody who taught themselves, mm-hmm. um, it's not going to, even if you're on par with them, mm-hmm. the degree is going to get you the job. Sure. That's yeah. Be the difference. So, you have to be much better than somebody who was trained, which is very difficult. Um, that's the only reason why I would suggest that. Hmm, that's really good information. Mm-hmm. It's really eye-opening for me because I don't. I just kind of felt like a lot of people are just teaching themselves. At least the people I surround myself with, right? I'm not really in the creative and graphic design world, so I, you would know better than I. But um, Edward. We are actually coming up on our time together, and I feel like I could ask you so many more questions. But the one question that I do want to ask is, um, for: do you have any advice for people um, and young high school students even that are listening to this podcast? And they're like, yeah, you know, I want to see if I'm interested in this or um, I want to move forward in this. Would you give them any advice? Yeah, I think, um, okay, so I think practically, um, I would look at agency work. I would look at existing work of, mm-hmm. uh, that's already out there and see if there's any work that you really love. Um, for me, it was seeing Matchstick, which is an a-, a branding agency in Atlanta, uh, seeing their website and seeing their work made me realize, oh my goodness, I would love my life if I could create this, mm. <laughs> you know? Um, and then finding like an agency like Pentagram, which is the largest independent design studio in the world. I looked at their website and I was like, this is amazing. Like this is high profile work. It's presented so beautifully. Like I want to know how to do this. You know, I think seeing that is also a gauge of whether uh, you're going to enjoy it because mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter as much what it takes to create that. If in the end you will be very happy with what you create. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I would really strongly recommend that. And then the other thing is just you need to uh, put in the work to learn. Mm-hmm. Like if you're always learning, you will always be valuable. Um, you can grow into any role at any company if you're always learning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would just say that adopt that mentality. Yes. All of that is really sound advice. I Even myself, I'm like, Oh, how can I be growing and learning more? Because I'm just so inspired by what you're doing, Edward. Thank you so much for your time again today. Yes, thank um, you for having me. Yeah. If you want to ever come on again, it would be great. Part two with Edward's yes. son. If I have a complete 
new change in my career. No. <laughs> more information. <laughs> or more senior. I mean, I'm still early in my career, too. So, How old are you? I am 25. Yeah, see? You're going to be like, <laughs> I don't even know, designing for whoever in the future. Yes. I'm excited. Um, Edward, thanks again. Thanks, you guys, for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode or you have any questions for Edward, I'm sure he would be happy to uh, talk to you and um, just, yeah, just reach out. Don't be afraid to reach out. I think that was some really great advice Edward gave today. Um, Sometimes it's just hard taking that first step, but talking to someone that knows how to do it um, would be a great first step if you're interested in the world of graphic design. So thanks so much for listening again today. Um, you can reach out to us through DM or my Gmail account, podcastreview at gmail.com. All right, until next time, guys. Bye.